Pinball Nerds episode 445 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and on today's show, I'm going to be counting down for you my top five predictions for this year, the year of 2021, and what I think the pinball year will be looking like to shape up like. So I've been asking myself these questions a lot lately. Are is 2021 going to be better than 2020? And I think that today we'll be able to answer those questions. I haven't had a show, listeners, for 10 days. I do apologize. It's been a little bit of a mix of, uh, it's just been kind of really cold and snowy and uh, kind of have like the the New Year's blues because Christmas is done. I'm a big fan of Christmas. Um, also, not much is happening in pinball. And I'm not going to lie, it's coming up to almost an entire year of me covering pinball without being able to talk about competition pinball. And that's yeah, I don't mind talking about a new game when it comes out. It's not my specialty. Um, I don't mind once in a while, you know, doing fun little countdowns like today. But primarily, I like to tell you guys, this was meant to be an audio blog. And if you you look in there, you can read it right in my, uh, you know, where it talks about what this show's all about. This is meant to be an audio blog where I'm talking to you about how I become a pinball wizard. And many of you know that I consider a pinball wizard to be anyone in the top 1,000 on IFPA rankings. And that was, this, this, that was where this whole podcast was supposed to go. And that's what a lot of it I talked about was. And I'll be honest, without competitive pinball going for this long, there is things like Ping Clash. Thank you, Carl D'Angelo. Uh, Laura Fraley, Cornutopia helped. Um, I know a good friend of the show, uh, Ian Hayward, the Gamma Goat himself, the second most famous, famous goat in pinball. Um, he's playing his quarterfinal match tomorrow um, for the IRL. What, I forget what it's called. It's for the uh, challenge through IFPA. If you go to IFPA.com, you'll be able to read all about it. Um, I even got the link to the Discord, so I might even go through there and watch it being live streamed. I believe it's being live streamed there. Um, so there's not that much going on in pinball. I almost did a show three days ago. My boy Cliff Albert. Uh, you guys might know him from Twitch. He's live streams under W N R L all small, no capital seven, 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 no spaces. Uh, and he has a video from three days ago that is just titled unboxing GNRCE. And I almost did a show, but I had a little, I wasn't feeling great. And I was just like, nah, I don't want to be negative or rude. I want to be like, do a whole show, uh, where even, even though after people listen to the show, they would know that I wasn't clickbaiting them, but I was going to call it like a Jersey Jack's nightmare shipping scenario. Uh, and I do have some history doing this to get myself through college. I worked for Nestle Canada, probably one of the biggest, largest evil corporations on the planet. But that being said, I worked for them and I was a forklift operator. More precisely, I was a hydrolift operator in the warehouse. And I've spent quite a bit of time working in warehousing units. I don't mind that job. It's kind of relaxing just driving around like, I don't know why I'm making weird robot sounds. The hydro lifts actually were very quiet. 
because I was working in the food industry and I was right inside the Haagen-Dazs ice cream contracted out factory, of course, making the Nestle drumsticks. And uh, I actually did work on the Convacan line my first year before I got in the warehouse where I worked on such products as like Coffee Crisp ice cream and Smarties ice cream. I was a dude pouring the like all the Smarties into the thing, the feeder that went down into the mix. Anyways, I've gone off topic already, but what else would you guys expect? So in this video from Cliff Albert, he, uh, uh, you know, it's just so you know, in case you go there, in case you don't have 46 minutes to watch the whole thing, where you want to jump in. Now, I will say this, even in the, this video, you can see how gorgeous the glitter is on Eric Menier's, uh masterpiece, which is Guns N' Roses. But right at the 34 minute mark, you see that they discover there's a huge, giant, gaping crack in the cabinet, this beautiful cabinet, maybe one of the most, oh my God, beautiful machines ever made. Probably, perhaps, I'm I'm willing to stake my show on it. The best theme integration we've ever seen in any pinball machine of ever, and possibly for a long time. Like, it could be a decade until we can see a pinball machine uh, with theme integration this good ever again. I Maybe not ever again, right? So anyways, if you go watch Cliff Albert's thing, uh, he's so excited. This was going to be like a big stream. He even made really cool posters for this, so I feel so bad. Now, I don't feel that bad. I do want to have Cliff Albert on the show in the future. By the way, Cliff, I know you've said before that you only listen to Canada's Pinball Podcast. Maybe you got room in your heart for one more. Uh, I'd like to have you over here on the show. And you know what? I have people on the show all the time who don't listen, and I'm not that offended because, like I said, I consider this an audio blog. It's something I do for fun that I thought a couple dozen people would enjoy and instead a couple hundred people enjoy. So thank you very much to you. I hope everyone is. I hope everyone's new year is going better than mine. Um, nothing bad has happened. Like uh, I'm, I'm getting along with the kids and Danielle well and Luke and Leah. It's just been very cold, and the colder it is, like it was minus. I think it was like minus seventeen with the wind chill, two or three days in a row when I had to go do the goats. Guys, I, I got to grab the plug in. Hold on, Elwin, Elwin, stay there. It's okay. Sorry. I forgot to grab the plug-in for the laptop before we started. LOM was just asleep on my feet here. It's okay. It's okay. Go back to bed. Get your you got to get your exercise in. The kids will be home in half an hour and they're going to want to go outside and play with you. Yeah, so I want to get this pinball podcast in because it's a very busy weekend for me. We got tons of stuff going on and um I knew I might not have time this weekend to get one out and it'd been 10 days and I feel so bad. But uh, nothing, nothing like bad has happened per se. It's just been, I haven't, there hasn't been much going on. I haven't really felt like podcasting. So I didn't. And that's the nice thing about not having a schedule. Uh, but Mr. Tim Lee did message me and say, hey, are you okay? Or, or I think it was in the thread from me and Glenn Skateboarder, Glenn Skateboarder and I. And uh, I decided, you know what? I got to come up with a new name for Tim Lee. He just does too much for pinball between the, uh, you know, he's, He's writing into a lot of shows. He's very, he's chatting a lot. He helps with poor men a lot. He does the podcast of genius with Glenn. And uh, I decided I got to come up with a better name for him. So I did a little bit of chaga, which is a very special mushroom that grows up here in Northern Canada and bought it locally. I, I wasn't able to harvest any yet on, on my homestead. I've still been looking. It only grows on certain types of uh white birch trees that are over 20 years old, yada, 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 or decaying. Anyways, it's the same thing that the Native Americans did to get themselves into like 
if they wanted to go into a tent and they would smoke tobacco, they would smoke big tobacco pipes. Now, I don't smoke tobacco pipes because unfortunately I lost my mom to lung cancer, but I do smoke a pipe from time to time. Even though I vape 99% of the time, there's that once in a while I got to be sacred. So just for you, I ruined my lungs. Tim Lee, I had a little bit of chaga. I drank the strongest chaga tea I can. And this thing is, as a guy who owns a tea company, it's very hard to steep. It's very precise in the brewing. You have to do it on an empty stomach. And then I may have, I may have, I didn't put tobacco in my pipe, but I put it in my pipe and I smoked it. Don't worry. It was all legal here in Canada. And then I went and I rolled up a very special salute to Tim. And I went and I had a steamy, steamy, steamy Jamaican hot box. Okay. And when I came out of there, I found Tim Lee's name. Tim Lee is just such a nice dude, such a genuine guy. And although he loves running, what I think he should be known for more is just being a sincerely, genuinely rad, kind dude. So may I present to you without further adieu, Tim's new name, because he doesn't like Tim Marathon Lee. And I can't call him Tim 5K Lee or Tim 10 Minute Run Lee because that doesn't have the same ring. And if a name doesn't have ring, it doesn't stick. And if a name doesn't stick, it's not worth its poop. And I want my nicknames to be worth shats. So here it is, Tim. Tim Lion Man Lee, just like the Lion Man from The Wizard of Oz, had a friendly heart. Now, that being said, uh, I don't think that Tim is like a pushover or anything like that. I just think Lion Man and Lee kind of goes together. But we could even, I can even shorten it. If if he doesn't like that, I might even switch, switch, switch it to Tim the Lion Lee. Rawr. Maybe that's better. I don't know. It's a little shorter. It's crisper. But if, even if we switched it to that, I don't know. I'm going to throw them around. You'd think, after, oh, oh, Elwin's, Elwin's up. Here comes little Orby Jr. up the, he's coming up the snow, uh, the snow covered patio. Okay. Let's get into our top five here. I feel bad. I've gone off topic uh, about as much as normal. All right. Number five on the list. Will there be pinball drama in 2021? And the answer to that question is yes. But I truly believe that there will be less drama. I hope there'll be far less drama. And I personally don't want to be part of that. So the only rule I'm going to have to any guest coming on in the future is we can talk negatively about something, but I don't want us to be rude. And there's a difference between being negative or rude. So there's constructive criticism. And then there's like name calling, which is not called for. And if you're going to name call, at least be funny about it. Like be like, man, that machine was not super rad or something like that. You know, like you don't have to be like, it's the worst machine ever. Right. So I, for one, want there to be less drama this year. And I want to be part of that. Number four on the list is, will we see as many rad pinball machines? Hey, little Orby Jr. How's it going, bud? Pretty good. You? Not too bad. Sorry, I'm recording. I started a little bit late. I was out there longer with Luke and Leia than I want to. How's your day at school today, bud? Pretty good. That's good. Okay, well, I should be done in about 15 minutes, okay. and uh, I'll be excited to chat with you then and find out more about how your day at school went, okay? Okay. If you decided to go outside and play with Luna, she'd be pretty happy about it, but if you can't do that right now, you have a couple hours till it's dark, okay? okay. I mean, Elowen. Come on, Elowen. I'm recording. It's Elowen. It's not Luna. Um, so will there be as many incredible titles as last year? No, and I think that forever on... 2020 will go down in history. I don't know if it will take a decade. I don't know if it will take five years. Same thing as theme integration. 
I think it could even take longer. Like, I think there's a better chance that we see theme integration that's almost as good, if not as good, maybe as GNR sometime in the next five to 10 years. I don't think we'll see a year with as many hits. Like, even Stranger Things, people now are turning on Stranger Things with the new code updates, right? And the fact that you don't have to hit the Demogorgon perfectly and yada, 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 a couple other reasons or figuring kind of different stuff out. I still haven't shot it, so I can't say for sure. But in a year that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles isn't John Borg's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is not the best game of the year. It's like, what? In a year that I didn't even vote for Avengers, a Keith Elwin machine as game of the year, even though I did vote for Avengers in more uh, separate titles. Um, Laura Fraley, who I had the pleasure of being on last year, was recently on Lauren Gray's Backbox Pinball Podcast. Awesome show. Go listen to that if you haven't. And Laura was, it was kind of funny because she was, it was when I heard her talking about how she filled out her Twippies, that's how I, like, that's kind of what I was like. I filled out Avengers for a lot of stuff because I do think it had the best play field, the best shots, the best combos, the best rules. But I think overall GNR is a better machine. And can you imagine spending $18,000? I think it was $18,000 for that pinball machine that Cliff Albert was there and friggin' it's cracked. And you can't even play one game on it, and you've waited this long. You've got to send it back. Oh, my gosh. I've rewatched it like three or four times. I just felt so bad for them. Like, I felt way worse for the dudes who paid for it, obviously, than um, anyone else. But go over there and give some love to the channel. Watch it if you haven't. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I don't think we're going to see a year like 2020 ever again for a very, very, very long time. I do think turtles had the best art package. If I haven't mentioned that before, those cute little turtles going, you know, the zombie yetis. Uh, I don't know if it's his masterpiece. Avengers was a close second, I think. Um, but now after seeing guns and roses on that stream with that really cool, like I used to be in a band as many of you know, and I had a metallic turquoise fender stratocaster and the metallic turquoise was just so incredible that I couldn't stop staring at it. And I was broke and I was couch surfing and I was like 18 years old. And I had to sell that at this place called Cash Converters, which was a really crap, crappy, um, really crappy like pawn shop. And I think they only gave me like 150 bucks for it. And I think it was maybe the Mexican made one or something. So, you know, it wasn't as expensive as an American made one. But still to this day, I would, I would give. I would give my least expensive pinball machine. If my least expensive pinball machine wasn't already given to Zach many. Okay. Oh, and I just got a new topper for Zach, but I'll, I will mention that at a different point. Cause I want to be able to take a picture of it as well at the same time. Um, but yeah, Zach many, your pinball machine is here waiting for you. Sing along, of course. And then the machine that I have decided to give to Mr. Dennis Kriesel, of course, uh, for everything he does for pinball and also for me being a bit of a jerk to the pinball show and Zach and Dennis back in December there when uh, kind of around the time I was getting kicked off TPN, I had some other life stuff going on. I was sort of lashing out and being a bit of a jerk and that's who I don't want to be ever again on a pinball podcast. I think if I'm ever again in a bad mood or grumpy, I'm just not going to record. I won't have as many hot takes, but also I won't be like embarrassed or, and I've still never taken them down. So the only podcast I ever took down is I went on a 14 minute rant against Canada. Chris, uh, Chris, just cool enough for school. Yes. And I said uh, some harsh things. And after it had been up for like half an hour, uh, drop target. Danielle was like, mm, take her down. That's not your brand. That's not your style. It's funny, kind of, but it's also, it's true, but it's really mean. And I don't want to be the mean and rude guy. If, if 
if I don't like Bimble podcast, I'll just give them less shout outs or I'll just say, Hey, it wasn't cool. Or you know what I mean? But you can do it without being that type of way where you're, you're name calling. And that's the type of thing that moving forward, I want to avoid in the coming year. I want to be drama less drama free since 2020. Whoa. If I was ever going to do a pinball shirt, that would be it. Also, many of you know that I am doing uh, the Pinball Nerds podcast trading cards. I'm still working on that. What I'm really doing now is trying to find a place where I can order 2,500. And if someone knows, please message me uh, on Facebook or on the Pinball Nerds podcast Facebook page or even at pinballnerds at gmail.com. Let me know. I'm looking for an inexpensive place to print small. I need small. Think like upper deck cards in the 90s. Um, even nowadays, the upper deck hockey cards have the little, like the, the hologram. I would need 2,500. And yes, I'm going to put them on by hand, ladies and gentlemen. 2,500 Pinball Nerds Podcast 2020, 2021, because I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited about the cards. I've been working on them. They took way longer than I thought. Sort of like the Stern 30 Years book. It took way longer than they thought, but it came around. I will get there, guys. They are going to be sticker cards, much like Panini cards, like much like hockey, base, baseball, basketball cards. Like the Goonies had those Panini sticker books. You know, you got the book and put the stickers in them. Um, my favorite cards personally are Garbage Pail Kids. So that's it's going to be following that. That I could do for a much better price. But I didn't want it to be something someone could just like take a picture of and print at home and do it themselves, which is why I want the holograms. But I'm trying to price those out. And it's just the mixture of, of everything that you need to do for it that – Takes longer than you thought, but I'll get there. Uh, my mom always said better 10 minutes early than one minute late. And that's why I disappointed my mom often. Uh, my dad always said, though, better late than never. So, you know, uh, do you take your mom's vice, your dad's? I try to be more like my mom, but I'm usually more like my dad. That's, that's all I can say. So let's get on to number three for this year. Number three for this year is really me talking about the industry. The industry is extremely, extremely ripe for the picking. And what do I mean by that? It's ready to explode. Whenever you have an industry where the demand is far, far, far higher than the supply, you look at Spooky still can't make make uh, a new game or even design a new. Well, they, I'm sure they can design a new game now, but they can't release a new game for at least a year until they've caught up on all the end of the Rick and Mortys, right? Um, so could they expand? Possibly. Will they? Probably not. Will they maybe gain some efficiencies and maybe go on to a second or a third shift if they're not already doing it? I hope so. That would be good because I think that everything Spooky is doing is good enough and they build a great machine. I think that everything that Spooky is doing points to they could safely expand. And I know with Spooky, because they're family run, their biggest concern is they don't ever want to get too big for their britches and expand to the point they'd have to fire someone. And I commend them for that. But I do really think that this is the moment in time that if you were going to either seek investors to get bigger and expand, this should be the year. Because right now, Stern has 5,000 machines on back order, according to Gary Stern. And I would bet by now with Christmas and with more and more people just getting more and more into pinball and seeing pinball rentals are through the roof. More people rented pinball machines in 2020 than all than all of history probably before that certainly officially anyways like not just through a buddy or a friend um and i know even drew and ian from the poor men's pinball podcast uh i want to have them on to chat about their program i should have had a link up ahead of time apologize for that drew and ian but they are doing a thing where like if you have a pinball machine sitting there and you want to rent it out they're going to cover the insurance drew and ian still owe me to be on the show so maybe i don't give them a shout out for their new uh 
their new one until they come on the show. Get a hold of me, guys. I want to have you on here. Um, but I think that Stern should expand like yesterday. Stern should either rent, and I'm okay with that, renting a factory because we know they'll catch up on demand. Now, I don't know how hard it is to add another line. I don't know how to, they're probably already running 16 hours a day. If they could add a third shift, that would be good. If, if they're not running, maybe they are. I don't know. But what I know is that Stern should be expanding as soon as possible. Once you have 5,000 orders on back, if there's anything, anything that you can move out of house that cannot be done in that factory so you can expand production, any square inch that can be easily moved, like your woodworking move, wood, wood shop might be the easiest. I don't know. Whatever you can move out of that factory to increase your space for production, do it. Because this is a, this is a turning point. Whoever it is, it's either going to be Jersey Jack, Stern, maybe even Haggis, like Haggis, if they, if they continue to expand. Haggis is way far back on manufacturing, but you were going to either see a Jersey Jack or a Stern. Whoever between the two of those people, this is the TSN turning point, I think, in pinball. <clears throat> whoever expands first and puts the most money into it and gets the most investors, whoever between those three expands, the, the, the or at least those two, sorry, expand the quickest. Um, I And I do think that there is some room for American pinball to do that. I do think there is some room for Spooky to do that a little, and I do think there is some room for even Chicago Gaming to do that. But I don't, I don't think they have the opportunity that JJP and Stern have. JJP and Stern have, they're at a point where probably JJP could say, "That's it. We're freaking, you know, we can't. We have demand ten times higher than we can keep up with. They're losing a lot of sales due to demand, of course. I already know someone who had like money down on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles." Then took it off there because that was taking too long to put it on another machine. Then took it off there to put it onto a GNR and has been waiting so long for the GNR that they're considering taking it off that to put it on something else. So it's like, uh, or I, I don't know. I think maybe they are getting their GNR. But it's like, you know, it's you can only wait so long and eventually you're going to go, well, I'm just going to take whatever freaking pinball machines at the distributors. I think a sleeper hit like Stranger Things or something that's sitting at distributors that you can't get right now is going to start getting more and more, you know, it's going to sell more. And then you have Led Zeppelin. Everyone's saying that, oh, well, well, 2020 wasn't a dud, but there was one dud that year. It was Led Zeppelin. And to the guy who put on pinball enthusiasts, the picture of, uh, a marble or a silver ball rolling up and down on a piece of cardboard and said, that's what it was like to play. Uh, ah, I'm not supposed to call people names. I'm not supposed to call people names here to the guy who did that. made me really pissed off uh, because look, is the pro kind of barren in the middle? Yes. But the pro is the lowest one. If anyone is supposed to be barren, that's the one that's Stern saying to you, Hey, we can't keep up with sales. Don't buy a pro. If you're going to make us work our butts off, we can make the same number of premiums rallies. So buy one of those because they make more money off them. So as far as I'm concerned, them taking that extra shot, the the ramp off of it, guaranteed that people wouldn't order the pro. And they, they're making about the same. Maybe when they're making uh, limited editions, they make slightly less than pros in a week. I don't know that to be true for sure. But I think it was a smart thing business-wise to do. If you have a buildup of 5,000, that's how you say, whoa, 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 whoa. At one point, I'll give you an example, and this is really dumb because my wife and I's company at the, the, the big, our biggest year, we only did maybe 75K. And I'm not saying that to like humble brag, even though that's a lot to make uh, in product from your house. We had a cosmetics company that we've slowly moved into a tea company, of course. But at one point, our, our bars were all wholesaling for 275 and they had been at that price forever. And we had like a four-week buildup. And some of our top two or three clients like 
um, Elbury and Goose in London. Shout out, Dan. Hopefully you're doing well there, buddy. Uh, we would always have to bump them to the front, but then the smaller customers got bumped back. And so we had to make all the bars just like this was coming up into Christmas. We had to two months early put into effect a $3 price limit. And that caused like 30% of the people who were waiting to say, well, screw it. We'll go somewhere else or whatever. And that was actually a good thing because that let us catch our breath and then catch up on orders. And, you know, moving forward, not only was it more, we were only making maybe 50 to 75 cents a bar. So to go up by that much, you know, especially on the expensive ones where the essential oils cost more, uh, that was a huge difference. Now I know that there's not much similar to a multi-million, if not, you know, tens of million dollar company like Stern and a little tiny soap company ran out of someone's house. I know they're not the same, but it's the same principle. So to everyone who said that was the dumbest thing Stern ever did. No, it wasn't. It was genius. And Tim Sexton or Ray Day or anyone else from Stern, if you'd like to come on my show and help me defend why. And, and besides that, I just think it's a beautiful machine. I don't like love the look of the pro. I've always said that it's my least favorite. I don't hate it. I mean, it is hard to not think it looks like Wonder Bread. I'm not going to lie. I know a lot of people have said that, um, including uh, Canada, including Chris. Uh, Chris and I were chatting, and he had said he was, you know, kind of talking about how he's not invited on a lot of shows. And you know, you guys have heard him say that before and stuff. And I thought, well, dude, you know, in, to extend the olive branch and start 2020 well, why don't I have you on the show? And I kind of just said it in passing without thinking. And a couple days later, when I was supposed to have him on the show, I did cancel on Chris. And it wasn't so much canceling because I don't think like Chris and I, we didn't make a, a time. We were supposed to sit down and chat. I just said, hey, it'd be great to have you on the show. I'd like to actually talk to you. And I did want to apologize to him in person. And Chris, you know, I've already apologized to you, buddy, for the couple times that I've gone off the top. My goal is as small as I am as a pinball podcaster, if nothing else, I get to talk to someone like Chris who does get a lot of listens on his show and I can tell him like, dude, I think that you harped on way too long and were way, way too negative at this particular point. Or you know what your show today, you were right when you called out whomever or this distributor or this uh, manufacturer or whomever, you know what you did it. At least you did it with some class and it, you didn't go overboard. Maybe you could have been nicer about it. But you didn't go overboard. You didn't name call. You just kind of, and I, I actually do commend Chris for that. I actually think that we might see Chris win an award at the nerdies coming up on February 2nd, where I'm going to be getting drop target Danielle a little inebriated because she hasn't had a drink yet this year. Uh, we're doing dry January. Other than I cheated when I dig at my future spawn, have a couple beers that night because I had to celebrate. Sometimes in life, you got to break the rules and I did and it was great, but I'm holding off all the way to the nerdies partially for you guys, partially so my liver can heal, partially so I can lose some weight and be healthier even in 2020. Let's move on to number two on this list. Number two on this list is, will we have to wear masks at events in 2020? And I'm here to tell you, probably, yes, in most places. I would feel safer that way. Most people will feel safer. Even if you're vaccinated, you can still transmit this disease, or at least we don't have enough, or this virus, we don't have enough information, or at least no one on the planet that's sharing the information with us knows if you can spread this virus while you have it. So yes, unfortunately, it looks like you'll most likely have to wear masks. Now, nearing the end of the year, several places have had very few cases and not many hotspots. And, you know, 70, 80, 90% of the people have been vaccinated or have anti or testing positive for antibodies because they already got it. Will we still have to? No, I think that we can start to have events where you don't throw caution to the wind and start like you know, playing spin the bottle and making out with everybody or like licking doorknobs or like, you know, you're still going to be sanitizing your hands. 
I don't think we have to wash the machines down after every friggin' I hope not after every single ball, because that will be weird at competitive pinball. Am I right? Um, two minutes left. Two minutes left. I meant this to be a 20-minute episode. What the hell happened? I'm losing my voice. That's how I know I talk too much. I'm sorry, guys. It's been 10 days. I missed you. I missed you. And I had you know a lot to say because it's been a long time. Here's the number one question I have, and I think a lot of people will be out there. When will IFPA, especially competitive players, which is what my podcast was originally about. So will IFPA start again in 2020? Here's my best case, most probable case, then worst case scenario. So Mr. Positive uh, Orbital Albert really wants to think that there's a good chance if these vaccinations continue to come out as quick as they are, or even quicker, because we've got AstraZeneca coming online soon. Um, and then, you know, all the other ones are already there. Maybe they'll have maybe three or four more and, and hopefully they start to get ahead on production. I hope that happens. And usually the longer you produce a product, the quicker and more efficient you get at it, especially when there's money on the line. There's a lot of money on the line. So I actually do think we could start seeing IFPA turned on as early, as early as my birthday, July 30th. More than likely though, I don't think we're going to see it till around October 1st. I think October 1st, it will be have long enough that most of the hotspots are gone and more than 50% of the states, provinces, and places where IFPA happens will vote yes and they'll be safe enough for it to happen. And I totally trust that everybody at the International Flipper Pinball Association will know better than me when to start it. So I'm not suggesting I'm gonna tell them when, I'm just, this is my best guess. But I'm gonna be honest with you, there's part of me that's being negative going, you know what, it could take, it's pretty bad right now, it's pretty bad. So it could take till January 1st. And that is very, very, very unfortunate. But that is just the truth. Now it would make sense if you're already getting into the fall, would it not make sense just so we can get our state and provincial and all that kind of stuff sorted out? Would it not make sense to maybe just wait till January 1st anyways? Now, please don't unsubscribe to me if you already do. I absolutely love you. You pinball nerds rock. But if we're already in October, might as well wait. Am I right? Until next time, pinball nerds. I'm here stuck in the middle in the north end of Nova Scotia. I can't go absolutely anywhere in Canada. I can barely leave my house. Well, I'm not in lockdown, so that's at least positive. But I feel like I'm kind of stuck here in the middle. Until next time, pimple nerds. Left of me. Jokers to the right.